Supercharge Your Business, the podcast that supports you to grow your business, take action and have more freedom. I'm your host, Nicole Louise Weiner, business coach, mentor and strategist, and I'll be sharing with you pitfalls, challenges and growth tips, as well as actionable insights and the truth behind business success. So make sure you listen all the way through. Today, we're talking about the most common challenges faced by small business owners and how you can start to overcome them. This episode today is going to be looking at the most common challenges faced by small online business owners, such as generating traffic and leads and acquisition of clients, increasing sales, managing time effectively, and I'm sure other things will come up as I start to ramble and talk at you. So, What we're going to look at today is how you can start to overcome some of these challenges. And I'm going to give you some examples of how for me and for lots of my clients, my mentors, my peers, how other successful entrepreneurs have managed to overcome these things as well. And I want to acknowledge before I dig into this and start the ramblings is that these things take time. So there's this whole concept in the world that we live in today about impatience, about wanting instant results about entitlement, dare I say. And actually, the thing that's going to really get you to where you want to be is through having number one, proper support, but two, also making sure that you have the right knowledge, that you're implementing that knowledge and that you're implementing that and taking that action consistently. The only thing that's going to make a difference is consistent action, but it's about consistent action on the right things, not on the things that you think work for everybody else or that you've been told work for everybody else based on their preferences and needs. So at the same time as me sharing this with you today, I want to acknowledge that there will be differences in how these things apply to you. So please take what you need, what you will. And if you've got any more questions about how you can personalize this, if you're looking for support to do this for yourself, to make these changes in your own business, in your own life, reach out to me. Let's have a chat because these are the things that I help my clients with too. So number one, the first thing in terms of these challenges that small business owners face especially online is about traffic, which seems a bit, which seems quite ironic in itself, because when we are online, we have this opportunity to be able to generate a lot of eyes on us at once. So as opposed to the old traditional marketing methods and the lead generation acquisition methods of advertising in the yellow pages or sticking a leaflet up in the local news agents. Now with the online world that we're in with social media, with digital marketing, we have the opportunity to reach hundreds of thousands of people in the same time frame with the same budget and cost that that it would have taken to drop into the yellow pages or put that leaflet in the in the window of the of the news agents. Now this comes with challenges though because before when people were doing this they were you know back to the times again of the yellow pages and, and whatever else those advertising methods the, the measures of success were about inbound leads they were about inquiries they were about the things that were coming into you as a result of the advertisement that you placed. Nowadays because of the digital marketing world and the online space and social media and social media marketing, content marketing, the world that we're in now, a lot of the time people are measuring vanity metrics. They're measuring, they're measuring how many impressions, how much reach, how big your audience is. And yes, honestly, it does work when you have a bigger audience, but that doesn't necessarily mean just because you have a big audience that you are converting those into sales and profit and taking more money home, which is really what we want, right? That's what we're actually here for. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about becoming influencers and the vanity metrics and getting brand partners 
partnerships, although if that's your thing, great, but that's not really my bag. That's not what I'm here for. Thought leadership, on the other hand, absolutely, but not not about this influencer lifestyle that everybody seems to aspire for or think that's what that means also when it comes to growing an audience. And if we're looking at your traffic sources, if you are able, you know, you could have the best website, you could have the best service, you could have the best offer, you could be the, the best person in your field at what you do, but there's no point being the world's best kept secret. So if you are not generating traffic consistently to the places that you want people to see your offers and to be able to come and work with you and take that next step and book that call and and reach out to you and have those conversations and make those sales, there's no bloody point, right? This is where people fall down because actually you spend so much time on creating these compelling offers and this business model and this service suite and all of this onboarding and the tech and everything else. But what you're not doing is focusing on leads and traffic generation and lead acquisition. And this is the first thing that I always look at with people when we're designing funnels. So I say, okay, yes, great, you've got the offers, but actually your traffic sources are what are most important. So how are you getting more eyes on that? If you're trying to grow your email list, if you're trying to sign people up to your freebie, if you're trying to get people to work with you one-to-one, if you're trying to get people onto a group program, onto a course, to, to a download, to whatever that is, how are you generating that traffic? How are you building those relationships with people at the top of your funnel so that more people are coming through the pipeline? And this isn't a one and done thing. This has to be continuous. One of the things that I'll always focus on in my own business is audience growth. I'm always looking at how I can continue to fill my pipeline with new people. The average time that people take to convert to work with me is between a year to to 18 months. And then once they are in with me, they usually work with me for about two years and they go off and maybe try something else and they come back. So it's really about how we can continue to build these relationships and overcome these challenges of being fearful of showing up because Tom or Bob or Sally from down the road or from school or from your old corporate job, like calling in accounts, like he's going to judge you because who the hell do you think you are? Like, it doesn't matter. Those people are not paying your bills. They're not going to be your clients. It's about focusing on how you can really start to ramp up that traffic generation and leads. Okay, that's number one. The second thing in terms of these common challenges that I see for a lot of my clients that start when they start to come to work with me is about sales. So increasing sales is really important. Again, let's step away from these bullshit vanity metrics that about how much reach you get, how many people you've got in your audience, when actually let's take a look at this strategically as well. And I might upset a few people here, which, you know, I'm always okay about if it's about the truth with love and kindness, obviously, is, you know, on Instagram, someone's got like 30, 40, 50, 100k followers, take a look, take a look at who their followers are. Are they people that are going to buy from them? Or is it just about vanity? Is it loads of ex-army corporate professionals when these this person works with women? Is it on LinkedIn and this person's getting six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand likes, impressions, comments on every single post that they put out, yet the people that are commenting on that are not going to buy from them. And if we're in, focusing on increasing your sales, which is what a business needs to be a business, you know, you, you you don't have to be registered with HMRC if you're not if you're not making sales. So to make sales, to increase sales, we need to not focus on these vanity metrics and instead focus on the knowledge that you need, which is something that I help you with inside my membership and my masterminds about how you can increase your sales. This isn't about increasing your reach. Yes, the two do go hand in hand, but they have to be done strategically. So you're not just asking people, for example, what their favorite biscuits are when you're not selling bloody biscuits, or you're not asking people whether they like dogs or cats 
cats, when you're not selling dogs or cats or dogs or cat training or anything to do with pets, like this is about being strategic. And yes, of course, allowing people to build a relationship with you, but this has to be done with your strategy in mind and understanding your business goals. So that's the second thing about increasing your sales and really thinking, okay, what's going to help me to move the needle here? Am I needing to invest in somebody that isn't teaching me how to grow an audience on social media, but is also teaching me how to increase my sales, how to sell better, how to write better call to actions, how to write better copy, how to strategically plan a launch, how to seed offers, how to launch something better, how to make something evergreen. Whatever those goals are about increasing your sales and doing this with integrity and authenticity and not being an icky, sleazy, spammy knobhead, this is about increasing your sales with authenticity. Again, if I come back to the previous episode, the episode before this one, where we were talking about the benefit of joining smaller programs, this is where you can really get that tailored support because when it comes to sales, people have a lot of blocks around not wanting to feel icky, not wanting to feel pushy, not wanting to feel um, uncomfortable about putting themselves out there. Again, fear of judgment, fear of rejection, maybe fear of success. Also, what would happen? What would have to change if this did work? All of those things around sales that actually we need to address so that you can overcome that challenge. So the first two things, number one is about generating traffic and leads. The second is about increasing sales. And the third thing is about time management. So interestingly, when I was in corporate, one of the things I used to do was help people to manage their time. And one of the reasons I didn't want to be there anymore was because no matter how much I tried to streamline those processes, the team management, delegation, all of the other things that you need to be more time effective, it meant that even though people were earning amazing amounts of money, they weren't able to spend any time with the people that they love. They weren't able to focus on themselves, on their health, on their families, be at the school play. And those things just didn't sit well with me. And the culture, not to be defeatist, was too big for me to try to change in a FTSE 100, right? It was it was, it was, was near on impossible. I tried my best and, and I'm doing it in other ways now. And I know those people also, if you're listening to this and you used to work with me when I was an employee, then you're, you're, you know, right? You know that you can have balance and freedom. You can have success and choice. These are, I hear so many people say who are still corporate employees. Yeah, but if I get a promotion, it means I'm going to have to put my hours in. Why? Why does it mean that? And this is really about understanding time and time management. So managing your time effectively is really, really key. And I am, as an ADHDer, I love gamification, which can also be very exhausting. So I like to try to do multiple things at the same time. So right now I'm recording this podcast. I'm also doing a video of it. I'm thinking about what else I can turn this into in terms of content. Like my mind goes at 500 miles an hour, which my clients benefit from because I'm continually helping them to generate ideas and and come up with new ways of doing things. However, when it comes to managing your time, what we need to really be thinking about is where do you get your energy? A lot of the time, time management isn't actually about time. It's about energy because in reality, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Yes, it will feel very different if you have more support, if you have less support, if you have the example I gave today in in a post I was talking about today was about, you know, if you have, if you're a single parent with a full-time job trying to grow your business and trying to do all of that at the same time, then it can be, it can feel very, very difficult and, and different compared to somebody who's got 40 hours a week to invest and spend on growing then growing and scaling their business and, and increasing their audience and generating traffic and generating sales etc etc but when it comes to your time the thing is not to focus on everybody else because what I hear from a lot of people is but I just don't have time but this is hard for me okay I know that that might feel that way and I completely empathize with you however if you're focusing on that you're choosing your reality you're choosing not to see the opportunities of where time does work for you and where you can maximize this and really when we 
come to time management, we're looking at your energy. So what energizes you? What times of day do you work best? I have a brilliant, brilliant guide on this. It's completely free that I'm going to leave in the show notes, in the links for you so that you can go and download that and have a read. Because once you start to track this and understand what gives you energy, what drains you, it starts to help you to put boundaries in place, know what to say yes to, know what to say no to, which when you run a business, you wear all the hats, you do all the things, you juggle all the plates. And this is about really you being able to understand what's a priority because you get to choose what is a priority. You do. I know you might be thinking, oh, but yeah, but there's so many other demands. You get to choose where you spend your time right? Even if, of course, that's like making sure the kids get to school, making sure they're fed, making sure you're looking after one of your maybe elderly relatives. That's what I did when I first started my business. I was looking after my nan thinking, okay, yes, they are choices that I'm making, but I also need to make sure that I'm prioritizing self-care. I need to make sure that I'm drinking enough water. I need to make sure that I'm moving my body. I need to make sure that I'm doing all of these things so that when it comes to the time I'm spending with my clients, on my business, on my growth, on my marketing, on my sales, on these other things that also find feel quite hard and can feel quite tricky and and these common pitfalls and challenges that people face when it comes to running a business, you're able to do that more effectively. You're more productive. You're more efficient. You procrastinate less. And this is what we want, right? We don't want you to be getting in your own way, making excuses, self-sabotaging. We want to be able to understand how you can really hone those strengths and do more of what you do well and get help with the bits that may be you're not so great at yet, which you can develop, which you can learn, which you can definitely, you can definitely work on. These are the things that a lot of my clients come to me with. So being able to manage their time saying, but you know, it's really, really tricky. I don't have time for this right now. It's not the right time. Wait for the perfect time thinking, oh, I've got this brilliant offer, but I'm just not getting leads in. I'm not getting the sales. It's not, doesn't seem to be working. I'm not getting the eyes on what I want, you know, those impressions, those vanity metrics, but not focusing on the sales. If these are things that you know, you would benefit from support from, I would absolutely love to support you. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, if you've been following me online, if you're new to this, this is also okay. But reach out, let's have a chat. Let's see how I could support you to increase yourselves, to be more effective with your time management. As a mentor, I share those practical strategies with you. And as a coach, I'm looking at that deeper coaching, what's going on underneath with you so that you can overcome this and personalize this for yourself as well. I'll leave a link in the show notes for us to have a chat. Please reach out. I'd love to speak to you and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Supercharge Your Business podcast. Show me some love for your new favorite podcast by leaving me a review and hitting subscribe. And to connect with me, search Nicole Louise online over on socials. Bye for now.